Hey, it's Robert here with Wednesday's Elon Daily. It's January 29th, 2020. Such a big day. Let's get started. Starlink, launch delayed, launch delayed, launch delayed. Lots of high level winds, rough seas, but today is the day. I feel it in my bones. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero. Ignition. Liftoff. That's the glorious sound of SpaceX launching a Falcon 9 rocket, but that wasn't the one that's supposed to happen in a few hours. With this launch, Starlink will reach 175 operational satellites in orbit. Five have been deorbited. In this launch, I'm expecting the booster to be recovered on one of the drone ships. There is two fairings to be caught. My fingers are crossed that they're going to grab all this stuff, save all this money, make SpaceX able to reuse and make launches cheaper. This is on the heels of two successful launches recently, and there is quite a manifest going forward. We've got two launches of 60 satellites each in February, two more planned in March. So by the end of the first quarter, SpaceX may have as many as 415 operational satellites in space. This means that they had uh, planned to start service in North America when they reach 480 satellites. So then we'll be one launch away from starting internet service through SpaceX. Excellent progress. Go team. Let's move on to more space news. In a series of tweets, Elon further outlined his plans to get a million people on Mars by 2050. 2050, that's like 29 years from now. That's not very long. This depends on the 387 foot or 38 story tall Starship rocket, which is going to be reusable 100%. So, you know, right now, when SpaceX launches a Falcon 9, they retrieve the booster. The most expensive part are those nine Merlin engines, but they jettison, they lose the second stage, which has a single Merlin engine, the vacuum version, and then they recover the fairing halves. Well, I'm saying they're going to recover the fairing halves. Uh, and when it's the Dragon capsule that they launch, they're going to retrieve that as well, just about all the time. But with the Starship and the Super Heavy, which is the booster that takes the Starship up, both pieces will be recovered, therefore 100% reusability. And by doing that, it will drop the cost of launching equipment people into space. Elon outlined that he would need 1,000 starships carrying 100 million tons of gear or people a year to Mars. That could be as many as 100,000 people a year, but more, it will be cargo, goods, things that need to be consumed and used to build a Mars station or a Mars colony or a Mars city. Elon outlines putting a thousand starships up at three a day. Quite an amazing launch cadence. He talks about people being able to finance their trip to Mars, which might cost around $100,000. So people asked on this Twitter exchange, will you be able to find work on Mars? And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of work on Mars and you can use that work to pay off your debts. So I just wanna put this into perspective, 100 million tons a year of gear. The largest payload we've ever put on Mars is the Mars Curiosity rover 
which was 2,200 pounds, like one ton. So he's looking at really, really, really ramping up the amount of gear and stuff we're going to get to Mars. Very exciting. There's been a lot of progress at Boca Chica. That's the SpaceX launch site in South Texas, near Brownsville, Texas. They've been building these propellant domes. They've been testing these tanks that they construct with the domes. And they first pumped it full of room temperature nitrogen. And then they pumped it full of cryogenic nitrogen. Both times they were discovering how welds needed to be fixed. They're finding the leaks. They're working on refining the process of building these components the welds and the like body of the starship looks so different it's so much more refined it doesn't look like it was banged out of metal there's a really nice article in Teslarati by eric ralph about this now let's talk about the elephant in the room the earnings call. So today at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, Tesla is going to hold its earnings call covering all of 2019 and 2019 Q4. You can go to ir.tesla.com or I'll put it in the show links. Uh, just tune into Elon Daily tomorrow if you don't have the time to commit and you don't want to listen to the whole thing or maybe you didn't catch all the details. I will cover it tomorrow on the Elon Daily show, which of course, is part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. How could I do without saying that? We're looking forward to all kinds of details coming out of this call. Tesla's guidance, in other words, the, the word to Wall Street as to what we're going to expect in 2020, which gives a lot of people who are advising on investments, what should they do? Should they sell Tesla? Should they buy Tesla? What should they expect Tesla's price to be over the next year? These are going to depend on things like what's going to be the production of vehicles in 2020? What's going to be the growth of profits and sales? Uh, how are we going to see the Gigafactory Shanghai improve? And what kind of numbers are we going to see coming out of there? How about Gigafactory updates for Germany? And you know what? It's funny. I guess Elon does listen to the show because on the 24th Elon Daily, that's January 24th Elon Daily, I was recapping all of the different Gigafactories that are coming down the pipeline. I wanted him to clarify this Gigafactory 5 that was mentioned by the commander in chief. But what he did instead was help to clarify the numbers. In fact, he did away with the numbers. Elon said in his tweet, Gigafactories are now going to be termed based on their location. So this is a change in the official nomenclature. There's now going to be Gigafactory Nevada, Gigafactory Buffalo, Gigafactory Shanghai, Gigafactory Berlin, and I'm still holding my breath to hear where the next one is. How about updates on Model Y? We should get that. They're being spotted in all kinds of cold weather climates, most recently in Boulder, in Minnesota, up in the mountains of California. It's, they've been seen all over California and as far away as Florida. Deliveries must be imminent. That I'm hoping to find out in just maybe a few hours, depending on when you listen to the show. How about energy production? Another big issue for Tesla guidance to see what's going to happen with the energy division and the sales in the energy division. It's impressive because that could be bigger than all the cars combined. You remember that Tesla this summer, 
they announced the Mega Pack. This is the utility scale sized pack that has three megawatt hours of capacity in battery storage. Uh, the big thing about this is that it was a big breakthrough. It took up 40% less space than a comparable pack that was being sold commercially. It took one tenth the number of parts. It had a 10x faster install rate, making the whole thing so much less expensive. And it looks like it's heading to a number of places like the Moss Landing Project, which they haven't really talked about lately, but that's going to involve 400 mega packs. That's right, 400 packs that hold three megawatt hours each. This is something like a $120 million project. There's another project in my good town of Oxnard. They were supposed to replace this gas peaker plant that sits on this beautiful beach and is really quite an eyesore. Uh, the company Energy, NRG, was going to replace it replace it with a new gas peaker plant, which they pulled the permit on. And evidently, Tesla power packs are probably heading that way so much. How about the Cybertruck? Cybertruck, we might get some updates. Like, when are they going to actually start producing it? It's been tooling all around LA. In the last couple of days, it's been shown. In fact, uh, there was a person who found it on the Crenshaw Boulevard, which is right near SpaceX, driving with Elon riding shotgun, and evidently Jay Leno was in the driver's seat. So I'm expecting that Jay Leno show that's also going to feature the Model Y. That'll probably be coming in the near future. And what's so special about this day in history? Have you ever been to Poughkeepsie? You've been to Poughkeepsie, haven't you? I want to hear it! Come on! Yes, yes, yes. You've been there, right? Yeah. You sat on the edge of the bed, didn't you? You took off your shoes, put your finger between your toes, and picked your feet, didn't you? That's it! Yes! Now I'm going to bust your ass for those three bags, and I'm going to nail you for picking your feet for Kipsy. That's right. It's Gene Hackman's 90th birthday today. He's an amazing actor. My media pick, the 1971 film, The French Connection. Anybody really care if this guy picks his feet in Poughkeepsie? Well, if he does, and he says he does, then that places him outside of his parole jurisdiction. And even though he's only getting busted for a couple of bags of heroin, which I guess wouldn't get him much of a, of a prison sentence, if he's out of his parole territory, that would land him in jail for longer. This is police abuse. It's a bad thing, but it was a fun movie to watch. I'm Robert. This is Elon Daly. I almost said Talking Tesla, but it is part of the Talking Tesla Network. I am out.